0: And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, a farm advocate tells farmers to try to connect with consumers and the public. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, mainly cloudy, 60% chance of flurries. Some local blowing snow, wind north 40 gusting to 60, temperature falling to minus 16 this afternoon. The low tonight, minus 28. Wind chill minus 27 tonight, minus 39 overnight. Tomorrow, sunny skies, winds 15 kilometers an hour, the high minus 16. Wind chill minus 39 tomorrow morning, minus 22 in the afternoon, the low minus 21. Friday, cloudy, high minus 9, the low minus 14. Saturday, periods of snow with a high of minus 5, the low minus 4. Sunday, snow and windy with a high minus 1, the low minus 18. Monday, sunny, the high minus 17, the low minus 18. Tuesday, sunny, the high near minus 11. The normal high is minus 10, the normal low minus 23. The sun rose at 846 this morning. It sets at 535 tonight. And on the roundup, the hot spot in Saskatchewan this hour is Cornack, south of Regina, near the U.S. border at minus four. Around the province, Estevan minus seven, Saskatoon minus fifteen, Swift Current minus eight, Weyburn minus six, Yorkton is minus twelve. In Regina with snow and blowing snow, it's minus nine, that's sixteen Fahrenheit, giving a wind chill of minus nineteen. Winds are from the north at thirty-six, gusting to fifty. Humidity eighty two percent, the barometer rising one hundred one point seven. Fog and Moose Jaw, minus 9. Winds are from the north at 35. Once again, Regina, snow and blowing snow. It's minus 9. That's 16 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best. Online at McDougallAuction.com. It's day two for Manitoba Ag Days in Brandon. This afternoon, topics include a cattle market update from Ann Wasco and drought-proofing your feed supply. There's also discussion on the international wheat market and plant breeders' rights. Yesterday, Ituna area rancher Adrian Ivey continued to spread her passion for farming in a presentation at Manitoba Ag Days. She's a past recipient of the Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan Food and Farming Champion Award. She connects with the public through social media and discusses life on the farm. She was surprised to learn how little people knew about modern agriculture, but she says consumers are curious about food production. Her presentation was titled Connecting with Consumers, the True Story of Food. She hopes those at the presentation were inspired to talk about their own farm.
1: I don't think that anybody wants to waste their time or spend on a soapbox and, and educate people because that's... It can be done in a way that turns people off and it doesn't become an open conversation then so we need to first of all hear hear what people are asking us Uh, we need to be able to have open conversations we need to be able to understand that there are things that we aren't perfect at and we need to get better at as farmers and then when we're having these conversations then all of a sudden the magic happens where People are truly connecting and engaging and excited to learn more about what we're doing. And that's the point we need to get to.
0: Ivy says farmers don't have to have all the answers to be an effective agriculture advocate.
1: The more we can just talk about what we're doing at home, on our own farms and ranches, that those are indisputable facts. Nobody can argue with you about why you're doing zero-till or, um, or about the way my cattle share the land with wildlife and waterfowl you know those are the things that nobody can argue with about so when we can stick to that stick to what you truly know as a farmer or rancher then there's really very little backlash out there
0: ivy says many topics that are under concern or issues include gmos antibiotics pesticide use and hormones but the public really wants to know what life is like on the farm The Canadian Transportation Agency has launched its first-ever investigation into freight rail operations. This is now allowed under Bill C-49, which was passed in law last May. The request for the investigation was made by shipper associations in the Vancouver area. There were concerns about congestion leading in the Port of Vancouver. Mark Hemis is the president of Quorum Corporation, which is the federal government-appointed monitor for the prairie grain handling and transportation system. Hemis spoke last week at CropSphere in Saskatoon and discusses the Canadian Transportation Agency investigation.
2: I don't know enough about it yet, but what they did was is that they asked for a lot of information from, from all of the different shippers who have made complaints about the problems that they've had in Vancouver. The shippers will put in their information the CTA will write a report and as I understand it at the end of this month they are going to have hearings out in Vancouver to listen to what people have to say about it and I would expect that that would include the railways themselves. I was surprised um, but I'm pleasantly surprised to see that they're actually trying out this new concept of own motion power and I think that time will tell us to how, how it works and in all an likelihood what will happen is, is that they'll try it out, they'll look at it and see what worked, what didn't and the next time one comes up they'll be able to do a little bit better and I mean it's a work in progress.
0: As for other parts of Bill C-49 like service contracts, Hemis says it's going to take time.
2: They had a lot of the right ideas but when you're making a, a massive legislative change such as they contemplated there. It takes time to put the processes in place, to weigh them out, to see how they work, to test them. Like I say, I don't think that we won't be able to make any kind of determination as to how well it's gonna work for another couple of years at least.
0: It's the same story for inter-switching. It's going to take time for the railways and grain companies to use the new regulations. As for grain movement this crop year, Hema says so far
2: it's been going pretty well. So far, right up until Christmas, it's been pretty good especially when you compare it against last year. Uh, CN's order fulfillment ratios have been high. The volume of traffic compared to last year is is much better. Uh, CP, um, happy to say for them that they have set some records in terms of volume, both last year and so far this year. Um, but we're just starting to see winter set in. Um, we've been very, very fortunate so far this winter in that the. The temperature and the snowfall has been lower than what we usually see in a year but this could change at a moment's notice.
0: A lot will depend on the temperature and if last week's cold is an indication of things to come.
2: Railways will have to switch to winter operating rules. We're probably going to see that in the next two weeks in Saskatchewan and in Alberta. So we'll see how that fares out. So far so good out in the ports. Both Vancouver and Prince Rupert are loading vessels quite well and and not having to suffer through a whole lot of rain. Thunder Bay has just ended its season uh, about a week and a half ago. They had a really good year compared to the previous year. So basically for the next month and a half it's about what's going to happen with the weather.
0: Mark Hemis is the president of Quorum Corporation which monitors prairie grain transportation. Transport Minister Mark Garneau said this week the Canadian Transportation Agency launched the study of rail movement at the Port of Vancouver following complaints by the forest industry. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And the REMAX Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca The importance of proper beef nutrition will be part of the focus of a presentation tomorrow in Assiniboia at an FCC-sponsored free farm forum. The owner of Valley Nutrition, Jeremy Plessman, says ensuring beef cattle receive good nutrients pays dividends.
3: So it's basic nutrient nutrition with a follow-up of mineral nutrition, right down to your trace minerals,
0: followed with an
3: economic profile of how that plays out.
0: And what is that kind of key nutrient nutrition?
3: So key nutrition is understanding how rumination, ruminants ruminate and are actually fermenters of cellulose for energy. So they are unique in the fact that they can use a plant source, plant structure of cellulose to create energy for their well-being.
0: And what kind of minerals do you recommend producers supplement their, their livestock feed with?
3: So the recommendation is really to look at every individual's business model uniquely whether they have haze or straws or byproducts, all of those are going to bring a different mineral profile and what we've found in the last 15 to 20 years with ruminant nutrition is macro minerals are important your limestones your magnesiums, your phosphoruses, but micronutrition, micro mineral nutrition being your zinc, your manganese and your B vitamins and those are becoming more prevalent in our understanding of how an animal's body functions.
0: How do you know when they're short and you need to add, and what do you add?
3: Uh, We know they're short by doing analysis on the forage feedstuffs that they are currently feeding. From there, we can balance to what their economic expectations of return are on their business and find the right fit And maybe looking at organic trace minerals and maybe looking at inorganic trace minerals and maybe a macro mineral issue that we're dealing with. But Every individual is going to be individual, based on their location, based on their herd, based on their economic business requirements.
0: Yeah, cost is always an issue with production. How do you balance that?
3: We balance that by looking at the rate of return. Uh, Your return on investment is always what is the the driver of any business decision you make. Nutrition shouldn't be any different. For those that want to operate in a low input environment, that's completely attainable. For those that want to operate in a high-input but high-return environment, also attainable, but everybody has their threshold for business that they're willing to accept as far as risk goes, and that's what we try to help them get to.
0: What's a common mistake you prairie cattlemen do that they should try to fix in their cattle feeding program?
3: The amount of sodium, the amount of sodium that's fed. Salt is not – it is a driver of dry matter intake, but on in a grazing situation or a high byproduct – situation as far as feedstuffs, sodiums can definitely get
0: ahead of us. So you're saying the cattle get too much sodium?
3: Very commonly, yes.
0: So just less salt blocks or what?
3: Again, understanding the feedstuffs that you're working with as far as the forage aspect. And yeah, as producers are trying to look for economic feedstuffs, byproducts are becoming more prevalent. Byproducts often carry a lot of sodium.
0: What other mistakes do cattlemen on the prairies make?
3: Ah, I, it's, it's hard to pinpoint that. I think a lot of cattlemen that I have run across, the true understanding of return on investment. A lot of cattlemen assume that cows that are living are doing well, and really their potential output is significantly higher. Not achieving those higher outputs, probably where we lack the lack the
0: most. Cattle nutritionist Jeremy Plessman is a speaker at an FCC-sponsored free farm farm in Assiniboia, Tomorrow, market update is brought to you by scott bjornson of hollows wealth for more information or to book a free consultation call 1-800-284-9999 and by Flamin sales in saskatoon Southey, prince albert yorkton and swan river visit flamin.com. grain prices at viterra were mixed in early trading today canola gained a dollar 40 at 4 47 32 oats dropped three dollars 43 cents at two ten forty eight. Number one Red Spring Wheat rose $1.81 at $231.94. The rest were all unchanged. Durham, $221.81. Feed Barley, $20263. Flax $473.29. Yellow peas two fifty-three fifty-four. Feed wheat one hundred ninety-three thirty-one. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, March wheat is up three and a quarter cents at five seventy five and a quarter cents a bushel. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia, 642-4180 or Weyburn, 842-4574.
4: Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for Wednesday, January the 23rd. Another good run here, 24.50 in the short, 400 cows and bulls, a total of 28.50 for the day. D1, D2 cows, 75 to 85, sales to 87, 88, D3 cows, 60 to 75. Good bulls, 88 to 98, sales to 102 on those high-yielding kind. On to the pre sort sale. Some highlights on the steer side. This market uh, today is strong and active again. 400-pound steers, 245. 500-pound steers, 232. 550-pound steers, 228. 650-pound tan steers, 214. My favourite pen, 700-pound tan steers, 201. And 800-pound tan steers at 193. On the heifer side, some highlights, 400-pound heifers, 216, 500-pounders, 210, 550-pound heifers, 190, 650-pound heifers, 186, 700-pound heifers, 176, and 800-pound heifers at 169. Next week, pre-sort is full. Wednesday, February the 6th, is our third annual Speckle Park Influence Sale. That sale has a little room left, but uh, please keep booking your cattle, guys. Greatly appreciate it. Last Friday, sheep, lamb, goat sale. Just a light run under 300 head due to the cold weather, but what we had sold well. 50 to 70 pound lambs, 194 to 204. 70 to 90 pound lambs, 180 to 203. Calves, 80 to 80 to 95, and kid goats, 60 to 80 pound kid goats, 150 dollars to 190 dollars apiece. So we're busy here for the next couple of weeks, that's for sure. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day.
0: Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham
5: sold 6,800 hogs Tuesday, selling a range of 128 to 143 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,300 head, selling a range of 128 to 145 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is steady, and forward contract prices opened sharply lower this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar was down 24 basis points, with the daily exchange at 1.3340. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 74.96 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets continued the week with a recent two-sided pattern, but this time ISM and WCB were lower while the national region reported gains. It is the function of a cash market that is struggling to break to an upside typically seen this time of year. Despite modest gains across the majority of the primal cuts, the net value of the cutout came down $1.20 US 100 hundredweight on the day. Lean hog features are once again heading lower to start the second session this week. The move is in keeping with the trend the markets have seen in lean hogs that started to push lower late last year.
0: And the outlook today, mainly cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, local blowing snow, Wind north 40, gusting to 60. Temperature falling to minus 16 this afternoon. The low minus 28. Tomorrow, sunny. Wind 15 kilometers an hour. The high minus 16. The low minus 21. In Regina, snow and blowing snow. It's minus 9. That's 16 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.